we just experienced a beautiful Jewish holiday called Lagba Omer. It's a, uh, there are a couple of different reasons why we celebrate Lagba Omer. The simplest explanation is that the Talmud explains that the greatest Talmudic sage, Rabbi Akiva, had 24,000 students who contracted a plague, some sort of a epidemic that went around specifically during the days of Passover until Lagba Omer, and all 24,000 students of his passed away. And therefore, during the days up until Lagba Omer, it's a period of mourning in commemoration of those students. And the question, the obvious question we have to ask is, why are we celebrating that the plague ended? Why did the plague end on Lagba Omer? Because all his students were dead. There was no one else left to die. Seems very counterintuitive to celebrate. Hooray, everyone stopped dying, but there's no one left. So the explanation that's brought down is, is the next line of the Talmud. The Talmud says, what did Rabbi Akiva do after all of his tel- students passed away? Is instead of, he, might, he could have very easily given it all up, thrown it all away, thrown in the towel, quit, fallen into depression. But instead, Rabbi Akiva got back up again. And he went back to work. And he said, the Talmud says, he went throughout the land of Israel and he found five more students who were worthy to be taught. And he, and he went back to teaching those five students. And from those five students, we have the entire Talmudic tradition, the entire oral, oral, oral Torah was passed down through those five students from Rabbi Akiva. So the... One of those five students was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who, the tradition has it, passed away also on Lagba Omer. So once again, why are we celebrating? Normally we mourn the death of a righteous person. Why are we celebrating the death of Rabbi Shimon? And the answer is that Rabbi Shimon is the author of the Zohar, the primary teachings of Kabbalah. And the majority of those teachings were taught on the day that he passed away. And Kabbalah teaches us this, the most important message of Kabbalah. Kabbalah is known in, in, in Hebrew as the hidden Torah, Torah Sapanimius. means the, the inner Torah. Why is Kabbalah known as the inner Torah? Because most importantly, the, the Kabbalah teaches us to connect to the innermost part of ourselves, which is the soul. And when we connect to the soul, when we connect to our innermost self, we recognize that we have within us the greatest potential, the greatest power. Literally, atomic energy hidden within each and every one of us. The power within each and every one of us to literally change the world. How did Rebbe Shimon get to this incredible insight? The Torah, the Talmud explains that Rebbe Shimon was... Uh, wanted by the Romans. There was a death sentence on him. And he went into hiding. And him and his son went into a cave. And they essentially did nothing but learn Torah 
for 12, 13 years in a cave with no distractions. And during that time, they reached the highest level of spirituality and, and, and of, of insight. After they got out of the cave, though, the time in the cave really broke Rabbi Shimon it, it, physically. His body was torn apart from the lack of comforts and hygiene for all those years. And the uh, one of his, his son-in-law, one of his students, saw him in the bathhouse afterwards. He saw his skin was all cracked and wrinkled from the from the time that he spent in the cave and it was burning him and his son started crying and he said, I'm so, I'm so sorry to see you like this. And Rabbi Shimon said, no, you're so fortunate to see me like this because it's through everything that I went through in the cave, through the suffering of being in hiding for 13 years that brought me to this greatness, that brought me to this level. You see, it's through the hardships of life that really bring out who we really are. You think about your life, the challenging times, the times that you gained the most. Think about it. Think about your own life. And those are the times that we remember the most in life, is the hardships that we overcame. So there's a statement in the Talmud that a righteous person falls seven times and gets up again. And, and many people understand that to mean that that He's righteous. Why? Because he doesn't give up. He keeps getting up after the falls. But there's there's a deeper explanation that how did he become righteous? It was through falling seven times. It's through the falls. It's through the failings. It's through the flaws. When we work on ourselves and we get up again, that's what makes us great. If we don't define ourselves by the flaws, you see, the only failing in life is when you define yourself by your failure. When you think that means you are a failure, that when you think that means I'm going to fail again, when you think that means that I am not good enough. But if we choose to see the failures as just stepping stones, as opportunities for growth, then they become the greatest springboards. So that's the message of Lagba Omer, is to get up again. Don't let the hardships break us. Instead, Help them make us. Help them make us great. So there's, there's a custom on Lagba Omer to, that children play with bows and arrows. There's a number of explanations of why we play with bows and arrows, but I'll tell you one of them. Is What's the mechanism by which a bow and arrow works? Is tension. The greater the tension, the farther the arrow flies. The more tension in our life, it's through, it, the more potential to grow. It's through the tension that we grow. There's a great, uh, there's a great idea that uh, the late Rabbi Abraham Torsky, Dr. Rabbi Abraham Torsky said, was that uh, lobsters or, or shellfish in general, they have a hard shell. And that's it's 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 not movable. So how do they grow? He says that they grow to a point where the shell becomes unbearable. It's so tight, and through that pressure within the shell, eventually the shell pops off, and then they grow a new shell. 
We actually have a crayfish, so we've seen this happen many times. So he said, it's through the tension and the stress and the pressure that growth really happens. He said, if that lobster was a human, he would go on antidepressants, he would medicate himself, and he'd never experience the pressure, and therefore he'd never grow out of his shell. He said, we have to go through pressure in order to bring out our greatness, in order for us to grow. One last message. There's another thing in this world that works using the same principle as the bow and arrow, and that is stringed instruments, the piano, the violin, the guitar. How do they work? The greater the tension on that string, the greater the ability for that string to make music. We need to be pulled tight as long as it doesn't break in order to fly high in order to grow, in order to make music. That's the purpose of the tension in our life, is that we should recognize the potential we have within for us to create the most beautiful music in the world. Wishing you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.